Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Conscious Creation with actress, author, and healer Dee Wallace. If you want to take charge of your life, really take charge of your life, the next hour will be a fun, enlightening experience in creating the life you want. Whether it's money, health, success, or relationships, join Dee in celebrating the power of you and see your life expand into joyful creation. To join Dee now, call 319-527-6305. And don't forget, Dee can also be heard on BBS Radio, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and live at Oneness Talk Radio. You can also hear Dee on Get Inspired Media Network, Transformation Talk Radio, plus UBN, Universal Broadcasting Network. And now, here's Dee. Hello, all you amazing, fabulous, incredible, magnificent, so very loved, and darn sexy people. Happy, happy holidays. Happy, happy holidays. Oh, my gosh, it's my favorite time. It's the most wonderful time. (laughs) Okay, so, guys, I have booked a very big, fabulous film, um, the end of uh, January, and I'm going to go to Cape Town, South Africa to shoot it. So what that means is we will be extending the private sessions after I get back through February. So if you want to book my Christmas special, which is a 30-minute private for just $100, um, there will be places now available to do it in February because I'm going to have to book out for you uh, some of January. Okay? That's the first one. The second one is the amazing webinar. You know, the channel has been right so far about everything that's gone down um, with politics, with money, with uh, events happening. Remember last year they talked a lot about challenges and physical challenges. Well, we've certainly seen that in the weather, haven't we? So it's that time again uh, to find out what the channel has in store for us in 2019. So we're going to do the general reading for politics, health, weather, weather, including global warming, and also uh, individual self-creation. Now, obviously, we're going to have to limit that to a subject that you want to ask about, but we want to get into some personal stuff there. So I hope you'll join me December 27th, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Uh, Sign up at imdwallace.com for both things, the private um, specials and for the webinar. And today I have a special program for you. Um, One of our own allowed me to record an incredibly powerful and personal uh, session with her. I like to do this every once in a while because you can see what private sessions consist of and how in-depth we go and how especially things get connected to each other. Um, The more you listen to how a private session goes, the more you understand how to do your work on your own. So everybody sit back, relax, think of the question you want to ask because it will probably be addressed in this session with Dear Lee. Okay, I love you all, and I will be back next Sunday, and we will rock and roll together, but you're going to love this. All right. Love yourself more, guys. Hello, all you Fabulous, amazing, incredible, magnificent, so very loved, and darn sexy people. Um, I am traveling today, and one of our lovely uh, community members has agreed to uh, let us tape her session. Uh, 
so that you can have insight uh, into how a private session is done and and also, as you know, her stuff is your stuff, it's my stuff. We're all in this together. So welcome, Lee. Well, thank you. <laughs> and thank you for letting us do this on behalf of everybody. So appreciative. So we're going to start by claiming that we are and we are connected to the highest information, the highest knowledge, and the highest understanding. And so it is. Our hearts are open. Our chakras are open, spinning in the right direction. In balance, our hara lines are straight, strong, and through the ID point, And we are aligned with source. We both want the highest information and the highest answers, not the answers we want, but the answers that will create the most amazing opening and expansion uh, in our beingness. And so it is. I have to say anything. All right. So you know the drill, anything you want to work on. And we're off and running. Okay. So first of all, I just want to celebrate all the miracles that we have co-created and really to celebrate you and conscious creation. The community is so amazing. Well, thank you, Lee. I'm with you on that. I I just love our community. And I love the fact that we don't want to kid ourselves and just march into whatever we have to know about ourselves, you know, and um, thank you. Thank you for that acknowledgement. I love you for that. So what's what's up? Well, so much is cooking uh, <laughs> and everything's cooking with gas. So uh, things are going really well. Um, I have so much on my plate and it feels really good. So all of the projects that we've kind of begun together a year ago because this is our last session in my set of private for this oh one. i will miss working with you oh well i think i'm gonna have to figure out how to get the money to do it again because i'm not gonna let this this one go um um it's such a it's such a privilege and a pleasure to work with you in in every way so our house is almost built uh i Great. begin my doc i begin my doctorate monday Oh, and, my God, woman. <laughs> uh, and I'm working on a one-woman show, a comedy show. And those are the three big projects. So my doctorate is building these schools that we had talked about right at the very beginning. And I remember you saying to me, okay, you've got your, you've got your marching orders and... It's kind of like my divine assignment. So that seems like the best place to start. Okay. And I... So recap, the, I guess the, recap for me quickly what the schools are. Okay, so the school's premise is, is project-based learning, and it includes everyone, Um the parent and the child, and we start right at the beginning in in the preschool environments, and we work on projects, and it's very um, it's very geared to the needs of the community and the desires of the student. Okay, so give me an example, Lee. So an example would be. Um, first grade, the social studies standards are that the student begins to learn how to ask questions and learn about their family structure. And so what we would do as a project is we would start with culture boxes and the children would bring in five items that have a meaning to them that show their culture, their family heritage. And it ends up that the whole entire community is involved in sharing their culture. 
so we go around the world, we learn all the different cultures, languages that are in the classroom, and it expands out. And the way that we involve the parents is they, they help their child build their culture boxes, and then we have events where they're experimenting, learning, creating family crafts, learning about other people's cultures, learning to ask questions, and then they begin to investigate their own lives. So that's just an example of a first okay. grade. So, that, so there's there's research. Yes. And there's art because they they literally create, is it like a shadow box or a box of different cultural belongings? A box of different cultural belongings. Okay. But that in itself, that's like, speaking from my point of view, that would be like an actress collecting information about, let's say, um, if I had to play a character with multiple sclerosis, I need to collect the information so that I can bring that character to life. And basically that's what these kids are doing to bring their knowledge of their culture alive. Is, am, yes. am I correct? Yes. Okay. And, it, and it inspires their questions of their families. And I suppose the big difference is that the parents are involved with their own curiosity. So they're guiding their children through what interests them, not as an imposition on what the child is supposed to learn, but rather they're learning together. So they're exploring the standards together. And you're trying to get this implemented as a program in the school system? I am. Okay. That's where we're going. So let me just make a note here. Okay. So uh, three, four. There's three things that the channel wants you to know, and it's expressly, um, these three things, expressly focused on uh, getting this implemented in the schools. Um, number one is, for some reason, Lee, you feel like they're going to fight you on this, uh, that um, they're not going to be open to it, that, oh, okay, the highest words are they're not going to get it. So can you talk to me about that? Okay. Can you find, can you relate to that or not? Well, yes, because that has been the fight in my 28 years as as a public educator. Okay. So how does the work work then? You know how the work works. The belief system comes first, and then the reality, in quotation marks, shows up as that belief in your life. So let's get to the core place where... That belief system, they're not going to get it. Where did that start? Oh, I'm going to an eight. Zero through five. Zero, one, two, three, four years old. Oh, definitely with your mom. Um, and, and it's funny, your mom's was more, they're not going to get me. They're not going to get who I am. But at four, you deciphered that as the world doesn't get her ideas and and what she represents, and therefore they don't get her. So talk to me about what's coming up about that now. Okay, so... Um... Wow. Oh, this is making me so, so emotional. That's really that's okay. You, you know that's when we get to the big stuff. That's good. <laughs> okay. So um, my mom never learned to read. Uh-huh. And um, she, 
she's from a farm family, so they they traveled a lot because um, they only had one harvest. So they would travel, and she would actually work. She would actually work as a child. So she and she has dyslexia, so her brain just processes symbols different differently. Uh huh. And so when I was four was when I was learning to read and the I went to an experimental school as a kid and I actually finished um all of third grade by the time I was six. Good God, woman. Yeah. And Smarty Pants? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> the the interesting thing was that I had the same learning disability as my mom, but because we were so connected, um, the people at this school were so kind. They taught her and me to read at the same time. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's interesting. I, I am not sure what that means about they're not going to get it, but I think it it really has to do with the whole premise of this school is that every everyone is gifted. Yes, but what you're fighting, Lee, you know, we fight ourselves. And so your your little girl is it come from modeling? Yeah. Okay. So your little girl watched a world where your mom believed that people didn't understand her and you also watched your mom be in fear that she wasn't understanding because she couldn't read. And so if we see ourselves as um, oh gosh, I don't know how to read. I'm not understanding a lot of what goes on in the world because of that. So I don't get a lot of what the wor- of what's going on in the world. And if we believe that about ourselves, if we believe anything about ourselves, then we are going to see the world seeing us that way. Yeah, and that so, and so your little girl is still holding on to what if people? No, they're correcting me. People don't get me, just like they didn't get mom, because you knew how, uh, according to the channel, smart and creative she was. And how she was held back because she didn't think she was, because she couldn't read. All right, we're putting all this together in the highest way? Yes. So there's another thing now that brings in your dad. What was going on with your dad at the same age at four? Oh, he was fighting his family. In what way? Oh, he, um, oh, alcoholism. He had alcoholism? Yes, and it was many generations. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a kind of a pro on that in my family. And, um, again, people who drink or abuse drugs, uh, abuse food, uh, they feel less than in the world. Their self-esteem level is exceptionally low, and that's one way that they get back at themselves. Now, if we live in a world where we really believe, Lee, that everybody gets us and accepts us and looks at us as the powerful beings we are, we don't want to uh, push our feelings down and abuse ourselves with drugs, alcohol, food, uh, 
scary belief systems, any of that stuff, right? So, uh, again, um, that comes from people just don't get who I am. They don't know my self-worth. People react in that way because that's the way we see ourselves. Yes, do you understand? I get that. Okay. I do. Uh, okay. So there's something else, and it's hanging right here, and you don't want to know it. So can you claim you want the highest answer and you want all the information around this, please? Yes. Okay, there we go. Now we're going to the sheets and a core belief. Okay. This page. Yeah, okay. I can never I can never be God. I'm not the God of me. I'm not um my own powerful creator. And you can see how your your mother would adopt that point of view of herself when she was not able to read and communicate uh, so much and she had to go from place to place to place to place at the whim of her family, right? And so um, she could never feel like people really understood her. And then uh, your dad, um, it, it re- he really came in with this stuff, Lee. This, um, I'm not good enough to be powerful in my own creation. And so you watched both of them give their power away to people who often did not appreciate them or get them. And that's what create uh, this belief. We're going to another core belief now, this page here. I'm not supposed to be here and I don't belong. Hold on, let me write that down. So... If you are approaching creating this amazing school or that you have not um, been understood for or ideas that haven't been accepted before, it comes from this familial belief genetic belief, if you will, I'm not supposed to be here and I don't belong. Therefore, everybody's got to say no to me because even though I keep trying and throwing these things out, I'm not supposed to be here, I don't belong, and therefore people can't respond to me. Are you with me? Totally. Okay. Hold on, I'm writing a minute. Uh, because out of your own mouth came, well, that's that's the way it's always been. That's my experience, right, is that people in the education world have always kind of denied or not gotten it or uh, couldn't see the value in. Or Is, is that correct? Almost entirely. It, it, it's starting yeah. to shift. The, well, it has to shift when you shift. Okay. So, and, and so just trembling. <laughs> the, the more you can powerfully and joyfully own, I bloody well am supposed to be here, right? I belong here. I belong with the movers and the shakers and the people who are changing this world. I belong having these phenomenal new ideas that expand um, children and families and communities. I belong here. This is what I'm supposed to be doing, which is why the first thing they said to you was, 
you were given a, re, a divine appointment here. Because a lot of times if we know that it's a divine appointment or feel that way, we get out of the way and say, oh, okay, um, I do belong here. I have to push through here. God wants me to do it, right? Yes. So however you get there is fine as long as you get there. Hold on. Now there's something else coming in. Sheets. But give me a song, please. Old Lang Syne. Yeah, okay. Could you, do you remember the, for old acquaintance, be forgot and never brought to mind. Don't think on the things in the past that you've been turned down or that's been hard or that people haven't gotten. You don't think on those things at all. You think only on I'm supposed to be here and I belong and I'm bringing this beautiful, incredible, divine appointment into this world. That's all you put your attention on, Lee. Because you know, if we keep telling our old stories, we keep living them. Yep. That's right. right. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to claim the symbol, the formula, the violet flame, and the golden light around all of this. I am claiming right now, everybody do this with us, I'm supposed to be here, and I belong creating everything that I want in my life, especially aligned with love. And so it is. Okay. I think we're done with that section, but everything's going to dovetail into everything else. So where do you want to go now? Okay, let's go to money. Okay. Well... The money will come. Okay, they're correcting me. The money's already here. Um, in, in Boko, just big bunches of it. Um, but you can't see it because you keep holding on to that old Lang Syne story. Okay, then so. what is it I need to process right now to really drop it well i am money i love money i joyfully experience money in my life but you see that's what we do lee is we go i need more money which directs our brain to see less money what your attention is on is what you create let me say that again what your attention is on is what you create. And most of us send our attention to what we don't have while we try to create what we want. doesn't work that way. That's why Christ said, think only on these things, you know, love and charity and all that stuff he was talking about. But basically, that can be translated into... Think only on the things you want with joy, like you have them already. Now, when I say making lots of money is okay with you, I get a no. And that's also a family thing that was passed down. Okay. Especially by your mom. And right. they keep yelling my TED Talks at me. And that was part of what, you know, uh, actually I got so clear writing the TED Talks because it was clear to me the money about, uh, the money about life that I was given was you have to work really, really hard and you don't need more than you need. And you have to work hard for that. And that makes you one of the humble people that God loves instead of one of them, which 
translated as the rich people in my family. So cut to E.T., and I'm starring in a mega blockbuster hit, and offers are coming in, and my little girl is screaming at me, you can't make this much money. You didn't work hard enough for it. And if you have too much money, you'll be one of them, which was like the curse of the pox in my house. Even though we all wanted more money, we thought that the bad people made the money. And there's, I mean, you still hear that everywhere in this world. You know, the Koch brothers, they're the bad people because they have so much money and they back the wrong people and all that stuff. People with money um, often are thought to have less consciousness. It's an erroneous, false thought, but that's what a lot of us that came from poor households were taught so we could be proud of where we were. Is this any of this ringing a bell for you? It, it's it's all ringing a bell. Like we fight ourselves because, and I've been contemplating if it's just jealousy or resentment. I don't know no, where it comes fear, from. It's uh, fear that you're going to be a bad person because that's literally what we were taught. I see, and it's the, not the possible. people that make the money sell their consciousness. That That's not true. Well, of course it's not true. But it's true to our little girls and little boys. If we were raised in a family like that, and many of us with higher consciousness were. Right. So, you see, you haven't been fighting the worldly with, um, that's been my experience, the world has never really opened its arms to my ideas. You've been fighting yourself. And the clearer you can get about all the messages that you were taught, you know, you watched your mom work hard, didn't you? Or you yeah. heard about how hard she had had to work all her life. Yeah, and, and we I take witnessed pride that. in that. Go ahead. Right. She, I mean, she would run the household on $35 a month. Yeah, and there was a lot of honor in that. Right. Wow, you must be pretty awesome to be able to do that. See, and those are the, the messages we really have to retrain ourselves from now. We have to reparent our, our little children and say that, you know, it's, just not true honey and i'm going to choose for us that we make a lot of money and live in very high consciousness now and i want you to trust me and come along with me on this journey because we're going to be open to this now and i'm going to take care of you the money doesn't doesn't cancel out consciousness and consciousness has everything to do with how you use your money. Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Bill Gates is doing an awful lot of good stuff with his money. Absolutely. So, yes, many, many, many of these great philanthropists are. You bet. And that's who I want to play with. So they're okay. Okay. You have to start seeing yourself that way so that you can play with them. You understand? I do. So it's how I see me, how I see the world, and how I see the world seeing me. So let's go to the doctorate because the doctorate is going to bring in more money stuff too. What are you getting your doctorate in? Transformational learning. <laughs> oh, you got to love that, which is exactly what we've been talking about, right? Absolutely. 
Oh, God, you've got to love this work. So describe to me transformational learning. Uh, it's knowing yourself so well that you can see. You can allow learning to actually happen, and that transforms your life. Okay. Because it's ongoing. It never stops. Which is exactly what all this work is about. Completely. The more we learn about ourselves, the more we learn uh, how to open up and expand and create our lives. Now, the channel wants you to know that you know so much about this already that you're going to help enlighten some of the people that will be teaching you. Yes. Okay. You will be getting a lot from them also. So it's a beautiful give that you're moving into. But there's that little girl that wants to go, they know more than I do, and kind of give her power away. And that's the one thing they don't want you to do. All right. I'll get very conscious about that. That they might um, and can expand your thinking on some things. Um, and you can expand the class's thinking on some things. And that's the way the world works. When the world works best, it's like a a great film set. Everybody brings in their highest ideas and intentions and creativity. Everybody throws it into the pot and then, you know, a hit is born, hopefully. Right? So... It's important for, in any venture that we go into, it is important for us to realize our own divine self-worth and intuitive knowing. Okay, now there's one more thing coming in, sheet. You must be a songbird. Give me another song. Yeah, you do. The songbird just, oh. Uh, it's a long way to Tipperary. Okay. It's not, Lee. You're already there. So, you see, if you if you go into this doctorate going, oh, my God, it's going to be so much work and it's a long road and, you know, that stuff, you give away your power of knowing and you you essentially shut down your channel. Right, yep. Because in transformational learning, in all learning, by the way, now they're showing me Einstein, you, you think you don't channel science and math, you're wrong. Uh, we've been taught that it's a very linear thing. But if you open up your channel, and Einstein talked about this a lot. He said he got most of his most brilliant uh, equations from his imagination. Yes, yes. So just because you're going to school doesn't mean you shut down the very side of you that you're going to study. That's perfect. It is perfect. As it was coming out of my mouth, I was going, oh, my God, that's so perfect. (laughs) Okay, are we done with the doctorate? Yes. So what was your other thing? House. Are we going there? What's going on with your house? The house is it's, it's in process. And it's in process. What does that mean? 
uh, it's getting built, slow but sure. And the, yeah, there's this. Okay, mm, again, stuff bothers me about it. Yep, there's stuff that bugs me about it. Okay, uh, again, it's not a long way to Tipperary. Okay, it's a joyful experience of building the house that will embrace your creativity. Brilliant. Okay, so you see how we look at things and our perspective towards things really colors our experience of what we go through. So you can take a shitty experience and turn it into a positive one, and you can take a positive one and turn it into a shitty one depending on the pressure and the upset and the worry that you attribute to it. So what are the things that are bothering you? There's like three things they're saying. Sloppy workmanship, paying for something more than once, miscommunications in, in anger that I've observed. Okay, well, that sounds all like I'm not supposed to be here and I don't belong to me. Okay. All right. Do you see how yeah. how that works in? I I do. Okay. And uh first of all, they want to know why are you paying for things twice? Because it wasn't done right the first time. Well, I, but that should be their responsibility if it wasn't done right the first time. Exactly. Unless you miscommunicated. Did you miscommunicate? No. No, it's that giving away of power thing that you talked yep. about earlier. It's totally And not. it's also that creating struggle that we talked about, which goes into it's a long way to Tipperary. Yep. Okay? It can be and should be, Lee, and this is what I want everybody to hear, creation should be easy. We've been taught or created belief systems around struggle, and a big part of that is the more I struggle, um, the more worth it has. That's right. I think we're like over that, aren't we? Oh, please, yes, we are. Yeah. Okay. Now let's go to the communication, because over the course of the year, we have... uh, really made a lot of breakthroughs around your clear communication. You saw that in Creation Station. Yes, and the simplicity of my thoughts coming out so clearly. And and that just goes back to that in, intuitive channel. It's It's a trust thing. It is. It's a self-trust thing. Okay? So you have to trust yourself that you are communicating clearly to the workers. Because if you don't, if you're going, oh, gosh, I'm probably not communicating, I don't know if they're getting this, blah, 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 blah. If you're not, if you don't know within yourself that you are clearly communicating everything, then you won't. They will pick up that energy, and then that takes them into self-doubt, and then the communication process is shut down. It's like when I first teach people how to channel, I say to them, the most important thing you can do is trust yourself, right? Because if you don't trust yourself and you're always doubting yourself, then... uh, you're not going to keep that beautiful open um, portal to the information that's available for you to come in, right? So self-trust is really, really, really important in communicating with the universe, in communicating with um, each other, in communicating with ourselves 
I mean, anybody that's going to use a pendulum, if you're afraid that you're not going to use the pendulum correctly, you're going to get answers that um, are compromised because you'll keep guessing yourself. And that's not how the highest information comes in. So it's mostly about your knowingly. I know that I know. I communicate succinctly and clearly. So the more you can happily live in those claims and direct you and your little girl to know that and your teenager, right? The more people are able. I mean, I remember the first session we had. And most of that session was me trying to get you to simply tell me what you wanted to work on. Yes, and And look at what you did today. These are the three things, boom, 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 right? Yes, it's and true. It's yeah, true. It's, it's so true, baby. It's so true. So pat yourself on the back because you've come a long way. These are just the little tiny subconscious remnants that are, you know, still lurking in your energy a little bit that we have to repair it and reprogram. That's all. No biggie. No biggie. Okay. So we're claiming the symbol, the formula, the violet flame, the golden light around everything we've talked about. I want any questions you have now. Okay, the only the only thing that's still in my craw, as it were, is this idea of trusting myself and knowing that this intuition, this gift, this open heart, open chakras, power line straight, strong and through the ID point is my natural state. And everything else is is the lie. So my question is, how, how do I be kinder to myself in that state, that pure state of innocence? Give me another song. Oh, when the saints. <laughs> okay. Lee, don't wait for God. God's waiting for you. Oh, when the saints come marching in, then I'll know. It doesn't work that way. When you know, that's when the saints march in. So if we truly love ourselves, which is our greatest gift of creation, it's our greatest power, it's our greatest tool, is self-love. The very definition of self-love is accepting your greatness. And this is an old game that you've played since you've been a little girl. This is the game you've played to keep yourself humble, Lee. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work in manifesting the great things that you're here to do, sweetheart. Don't be afraid to claim the powerful you to know how awesome you are because that's what will change your life. When I started writing out this TED Talks, you know, they they wanted us to list our accomplishments and, you know, where we're from so that the audience could relate to us. And... <laughs> 
I finished and I looked at that page, Lee, and I went, oh, my God, I have done all this. I've accomplished all of this. I am all of this. Why would I ever doubt myself? All the people that I've touched and helped and moved and And the first answer was, because God won't love you if you acknowledge it. Because that's what I was taught. Anybody that's read my book, Bright Light, coming home from my first dance recital. And I was reliving my success, and I burst out in this total joy. Oh, I was good, Mommy. I was really, really good. And my aunt, who was in the the passenger seat, turned around, put her finger in my face and said, Deanna Bowers, you don't ever say you're good. And if somebody else says how good you are, you go, oh, no, I'm not. And that's what most of us were taught, guys, in one way or another. Society doesn't love somebody who's full of themselves. Well, I'm not saying to be... Uh, a braggart who is fake joy and fake pride about themselves. I'm saying to get in touch with the beautiful essence of who you are and appreciate that you were made that way and celebrate it and revel in it and use it to do what you're supposed to do in this world. That's how you love yourself in that state of innocence. Because, Lee, I'm supposed to be here, and I do belong. And so it is baby cakes. And so it is baby cakes. (laughs) Indeed. You got it? Thank you. Yes. Yes, I do. All right. I just want to thank you again for this is going to be an amazing session for people to listen to and and understand and respond to and hook their own things into, Lee. You have just served so many people today. I'm so grateful. Thank you, darling. Uh, Ditto, ditto, Dee. Thank you so much. I I feel so happy to be a part of this community and to to know you and to work with you and thank you. I'm getting in touch with the beautiful parts of me. And oh, here we for go. Sure you are. <laughs> you you bad honey. You go get them. You make it. This is your year, Lee. Your year of yes. That's a good claim. This is my year of yes. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. All right, sweetheart. Love right. you so much. Thank you, Dee. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks for joining Dee on Conscious Creation. Visit her website at imdwallace.com for awesome downloads, archived shows, enlightening webinars, and amazing free offerings. And remember, you can hear Dee every week on BBS Radio, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and live at Oneness Talk Radio. You can also hear Dee on Get Inspired Media Network, Transformation Talk Radio, plus UBN, Universal Broadcasting Network. Be sure to join us next week for Conscious Creation with Dee Wallace. And remember, loving yourself is the key to creation.